Amen. What a joy it is to be in the house of God tonight, to be able to be here this evening to minister the Word of God. And before we get started, I just want to take this time, thank the worship team for all their labor and all that they do. And I also want to thank Pastor Gregory for this opportunity to be able to be here to minister the Word of God what a joy and what a privilege it is to be back in church. Amen. Amen. So as always, um, as a disciple, one of the most exciting times um, is when your pastor calls you and he asks you uh, if you have a sermon ready to preach. And... Um, and, and it is something that I have come to enjoy. It has something that I've come to revere. It is something that I've come to be extremely thankful for. And it is to be able to be standing behind this sacred desk to be able to minister the Word of God. So to this, uh, this evening, if you guys have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the book of Psalms 100, the book of Psalms 100, and tonight we're going to be looking at uh, what David speaks about in the book of Psalms. Uh, it is a psalm of thanksgiving. And so if you guys remember at the beginning of this year, uh, we kicked off the year with uh, prayer and fasting. We kicked off uh, the, the, the month of January uh, by, by praying and fasting for certain needs uh, that were laid before us in church. And so one of the things that we were praying for, uh, or rather one of the, the, the things that was highlighted uh, for us to do firstly was uh, to give thanks. And so some of us may have uh, spent the entire day giving thanksgiving to God. Some of us may have kicked off our day uh, with prayer by giving thanks to God. But one of the things that I realized during this time, as I begin to give thanksgiving to God, as I begin to thank God for all the things that He has done in my life, I begin to notice a shift that begin to take place in my heart. I begin to notice something changing in my heart. And I begin to look into the Bible for answers about this. And, 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 and God begin to shed light on the power behind gratitude towards God. The power to have gratitude to other people around us. So tonight, I want to preach a sermon that I've entitled, The Gratitude Response. And if you would look with me in the book of Psalms 100. Here we have David, the king, and, and as he comes, he is singing this psalm. He is proclaiming this psalm to God. And in the book of Psalms, this is known as the psalm of thanksgiving. So if you would look with me at verses 1, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is 
is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank You, God. For this opportunity, Lord, we pray, God, Lord, that you would minister to your church, God. Lord, we're believing in you, God, that your Holy Ghost presence would come down and rain down from heaven, O God. Lord, open, O God, the hearts of your people tonight to receive your word, O God. Lord, I surrender this time into your hands. Have your way in us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people say tonight, Amen. So here you have King David. The Bible says that he is a king at this time. And he's a man of great position. He is a man of great influence. He is a man of great stature. And here he comes before the throne of God. And the Bible says that he is giving thanks to God. He is glorifying God. In verses 5, he says, be thankful to him him and bless his name he is giving thanks to God and would you think with me for a moment and here we have this king that is giving praise to God giving gratitude to God and imagine what it would be like tonight if he didn't do that if we were to come tonight not thankful in our hearts and if we tried to bless the name of Jesus with no gratitude in our hearts. There's an article that came out by Harvard University that described the ver very virtue of thanksgiving as gratitude. The Latin word for gratitude, gratia, which simply means to give thanks to everything, whether it is tangible or intangible. You see this to be true throughout the Bible. You see it to be true in many lives of many men. You see this to be true even in Paul's life. In Galatians 4, 6, Paul says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Ephesians 5, 20, Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 4.2 Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And here you have the other side of that coin. We had David earlier, a king. Now you have Paul. And the Bible says during this time, he was imprisoned. He was a man behind bars. He was a man within shackles. And he is telling the church. He is instructing the church. And he's telling everyone that you got to give thanksgiving to God. Always you got to give thanksgiving in everything that you do. Charles Spurgeon made a, 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 a profound statement. He said, when you marry uh, prayer and joy, its first child is always gratitude. There's something powerful that begins to happen when you are grateful, when you can be grateful for God. It begins to establish your link between God and your link between men. And you see that to be true throughout 
the Bible that with gratitude you see the, you see the link being established to God between men and God. We see this to be true in the, in the life of a man who was in gratitude towards God in the life of Judas. The Bible tells us that this man betrayed Jesus to his death. In Matthew 26, verses 14 to 16, Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray, uh, to betray him. You see Jesus in our scripture being betrayed, the Bible says. Can we stop for a moment and imagine if Judas had been grateful for all that God had done, all that Jesus had done uh, in his life. This is one of the 12 disciples that we see here. This is a disciple that has been seeing miracles after miracles that have been performed by our God, uh, and he sees this opportunity to betray Jesus to his death. You see the ingratitude in his heart towards the ministry that Jesus had put forward. You see the ingratitude in his heart for the things that Jesus had done. And we all know tonight that Jesus was meant to go to the cross, but it was that ingratitude that was birthed in his heart that led him to a place where he could, he could even imagine for a moment betraying Jesus with a kiss, the Bible says. That link that we see was broken. And that breaking of that connection that was between Judas and Jesus led to his death. The Bible tells us that at this time, at this point, after that Jesus had been arrested and taken away, that Judas hung himself. So think with me tonight, what if, Jesus, what if Judas had gotten his heart right with God? What if Judas, during that time, had been able to be gratitude or be thankful towards God? And I, I, I begin to ponder this question, and I begin to ponder to myself and ask myself the question, would he have betrayed Jesus to his death? if he had gratitude in his heart. There was a man in the U.S. by the name of Anthony Hinton who spent 30 years on death row for a crime that he did not commit. He was working in a factory at the time the crime was being committed. The police, knowing this, still arrested Anthony and they told him that he was going to jail because he was black. This was during the, a time in the past when, when there was segregation in the U.S. But eventually, 30 years later, after he was arrested, the Supreme Court ruled in his favor and Anthony was cleared of all the charges. In an interview, he had this to say, One does not know the value of freedom until it has been taken away. People run out of the rain. I run into the rain. I'm so grateful for every drop just to feel it on my face.
Beloved, can I say to you tonight, gratitude has the power to make us see past our circumstances. Gratitude has the power to be able to elevate us to a different level in our walk with God. Gratitude has the ability to unlock something in us. It has the ability to bring us to a different level in our walk with God. Not only does gratitude establish a link between men and God, gratitude opens us to God. It opens us up to receive from God tonight. Let's look tonight at the book of Luke chapter 17 verses 15 to 19. The Bible says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Verses 17, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? And where are the nine? Were there... Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So here we have Jesus. And the Bible says that he is on his way uh, uh, between Samaria and Galilee. And as he is entering a village, Jesus comes across ten men that are suffering from leprosy. He sees these men and what they begin to do is they begin to make a plea to Jesus and they are making a plea to him and they are saying, God, would you save us? Would you heal us of our leprosy? And our God being the gracious God that he is, cleanses them of their leprosy. He tells them very simply, go your way and show yourselves to the priests. And so all of them go. Every one of them, all ten of them make their way and they go down and the Bible reveals to us that they are healed. But out of the, out of the ten uh, uh, individuals or the ten men that were saved that day, only one came back. And this one man that came back, he came back specifically to thank Jesus as we see in verses 15. He comes back all the way to thank God for the healing. Can you stop for a moment and just imagine what he had done? He had gone, he had gone all the way into the village. He had gone all the way into the village to show himself to the priest. And then he comes all the way back out of the village just to say thank you to God and to acknowledge God. And this is what you begin to see that gratitude begins to do in our lives. Gratitude has the tendency for us to acknowledge God. And when He comes back, He comes back to Jesus. And the Bible says with a loud voice, He glorified God and fell down on His face. He came to Jesus with a loud voice proclaiming. He came to Jesus with gratitude in His heart. He came and He said, God, thank you in a loud voice. Glorifying God. 
And the Bible also tells us that he fell down. He fell down on his face. And this, beloved, is the second virtue of gratitude. It is that it allows us to worship God unashamedly. That we, it allows us to come before the throne of God. It allows us to come before God and proclaim with a loud voice. It allows us to come and worship God with all our hearts. It allows us to come and worship God unashamedly. Can I make a statement tonight that gratitude is the posture of worship? When was the last time we worshiped God with gratitude in our hearts? I remember there were times when I would come to church, funky attitude in my heart. Like I would come, right? And during worship, I would come and, you know, I'd just kind of stand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Praise God. Let's worship God. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you imagine what it's like to come before God just to be able to worship Him, to worship Him, to glorify Him, to give Him gratitude? And that's what you see this man doing. He falls down, the Bible says. Unashamedly, he falls down onto his face, worshiping God. And let me, let me say something to you tonight. Sometimes we can come with that funky attitude. But if we come before God with no gratitude in our heart, beloved, it's impossible for us to step into the presence of God. We see that to be true in, even in our scripture as we read just now. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates and with, and with, with thanks give praise. And finally, you see in verses 16 that this man, in his, in his own, um, he, he comes to Jesus as who he truly is. The Bible says that this man was a Samaritan. And we know that in the Bible that there was a division between Jews and Samaritans. Samaritans were known as the underclass of, the, uh, of, of society during that time. But yet he doesn't, he sees past all of that and he comes back just to be able to worship God. There is a truth and a shift that will begin to take place in our hearts when we are truly aligned with God. And this will, be able, this will enable us to see God's fruitfulness in our lives. Psalms 107 verses 1 through 2. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Can I say to you tonight that gratitude can bring about deliverance in our lives? Without deliverance, beloved, there can be no victory. 
without gratitude tonight, there can be no deliverance. It is something that is interconnected with each other. We see that to be true in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 57. The Bible says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Gratitude can make us step into God's victory tonight. And without gratitude, there can be no victory in our lives. Perhaps there's no victory in our lives tonight because we haven't been thankful enough to what God has blessed us with. That we have not had the gratitude to be able to see past what God has been able to do for us. That for, some, for whatever reason, that ingratitude has been birthed in our hearts to a point where we, we, we were unable to see past what God has done for us. Which brings me tonight The Bible says in Luke's, uh, Luke chapter 17, uh, verses 17, 17 to 19. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But there, where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And I begin to ponder this part of the scripture. And because... When we read the Bible, it tells us that this man had already been healed. He had been healed the first time. And when he comes back again, Jesus says, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And in the ten, in the ten that, 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 that went and were healed, the nine that came, uh, the, the one that came back, Jesus recognized this man as a Samaritan. And you see that Jesus responds to this man. You see that Jesus responds to him when he comes, when he comes and he gives thanks to God. In verses 19, you see, you see Jesus responding to him and saying, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And I believe the reason for this is very simply that our gratitude demands a response from God tonight. Think with me for a moment here. Here's a man. The Bible says that he suffered from leprosy. And leprosy, if you don't know, is a painful disease. Not only is it a painful disease that causes your skin to crack and break out, it causes, at, at that time, it was a humiliating disease to have. It was a disease that brought shame to that individual. It was a disease that would cause people who were suffering with leprosy to walk around with their hands and shouting, unclean, unclean. They were forced out of their homes. They were forced out of their jobs. They were forced out of their, family mem uh, out of their families. And they were caused to be away from their family members and their loved ones. It was a disease that was 
debilitating in nature. So can you, for a moment, can we for a moment just pause and imagine what these 10 lepers were going through during that time? The Bible says that they were on the outside of that village. The reason why they were outside of the village was because they were not allowed to come in. They were essentially outcasts. Imagine what it would be like to live with leprosy. The effect that it would have on you mentally. The effect that it would have on your mental state of mind. And I believe that the wholesomeness of this man's healing was way beyond the physical. His gratitude caused Jesus to heal him mentally as well. His permanent healing that took place the second time was linked towards his gratitude towards God. It caused God to see him for who he truly was. It exposed this man to, who, to God and God saw him and when he came back again the second time with gratitude in his heart, it caused God to heal him. It caused God, it moved God so deeply that it caused God to, de- to heal him permanently the second time. You see, gratitude tonight, church, has the power and has the ability to take us to a deeper level. Not only with our walk with God in our relationship with God, but it also allows us to be truly healed tonight. It allows us, it allows healing to take place on a deeper level, a more wholesome healing tonight. Can we ask ourselves tonight, what is it in our lives that needs healing? Perhaps in our personal lives tonight, there are relationships in our lives or uh, there's an issue with a spouse or children, a family member tonight that needs healing. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit gratitude, a little bit of gratitude to go a long way. Can we stop and imagine for a minute that if we were to live our lives with absolutely zero gratitude at all, and if we were to, if for example, if I were to never give gratitude to my wife, what that relationship would be like. And if I were to, and if she were to come and give me, uh, if let's say if I asked for a cup of coffee and she made a cup of coffee for me and she came and she gave that to me, and I just took it from her and I just went on my own business. The first thing that would come to her mind would be like, this ungrateful guy. <laughs> but sometimes a little bit of gratitude can go a very, very long way. Even in our walk with God, our gratitude has the ability to be able to shift things. When was the last time we gave thanks to God for His mercy? When was the last time that we gave God thanks for His kindness, for working always in our lives, for our salvation, 
for him being sovereign, for being alive tonight. And sometimes we can see things that are right in front of us, but there are things that are going on in the background that we do not see. You know, recently, um, my wife and I, we, we were going somewhere, and I can't, can't remember where we were going, but um, we nearly got into an accident. So what happened was is that we were driving along the road, and uh, there was a guy that was right next to us, and uh, he just started drifting into our lane. And I just, from the corner of my eye, I was able to see this guy coming in. Uh, and he was coming in quick. And I was able to jam on the brakes. And so what happened was is that he was able to pass safely. But that got me thinking, how many times that God has saved us, even us without us even knowing about it. There's a lot of things that happens in the background that we don't know that God is doing in our lives that we oftentimes go without thanking Him for. And it's not only uh, in, in these circumstances, it's not just in the past or the present, but what about in the future? Because sometimes we can go through life, we can go through seasons in our lives, and we can become bitter, we can become upset with God, but ultimately we don't realize that God has always kept a perfect track record he is always going to give victory to his people. You, you see that to be true in the Bible. You see that to be true throughout the entire Bible. That God has never lost once. He has never lost once. Even, even uh, uh, during the crucifixion, the disciples thought that that was it. We're done for. All right? our, our Savior is dead and, 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 and that's it. But even in the face of death, our Lord and our Savior gives us victory. And, that, and, and, and nothing, and I make this statement tonight, that God keeps, will always keep a perfect track record. He's always going to be victorious. Our God is never going to lose. And that is something that we should be grateful for because He's always, always going to give us victory. There was a recent study, and I close with this tonight by Harvard Medical, um, and it was a study done by two psychologists, uh, Dr. Robert Emmons of, of the University of California and Dr. Michael McCullough in, of the University of Miami. And they performed this study. And in this study, one group was asked to write down uh, things that they were grateful for during the week. They had to do this on a daily basis. A second group was asked to write down daily things that they found irritating and displeasing. I think some of us might be able to do that a lot. A third group was asked to write down things that had affected them with no emphasis of anything positive or anything negative. After 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic and they felt better. They also exercised more, and also had fewer visits to the doctor. Another study by a doctor by the name of Martin Seligman, if I'm saying that right, from the University of Pennsylvania, it tested the impact of positive interactions between 411 people. Their only assignment during the week was to write and personally deliver a letter of gratitude to someone who had never been properly thanked for his or her kindness. The results found that not only did participants exhibit 
a huge increase in happiness, the impacts was greater than any other intervention with benefits lasting for over a month. Gratitude tonight, church, can go a very long way in our own personal lives, whether it is with relationship, whether it's relational with spouses, with our children. uh, It can go a very long way with God tonight. It has the ability to unlock great things in our lives. And when we can come before the throne of God and be grateful for all that God has been doing and all that God has been going uh, and all that God is going to do, we can step into his victory, we can step into his promises, this, and we can live a victorious life as Christians. Would you bow your heads with me tonight? Amen.